Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salaman ala ibadihi alladhina istafa amma ba'dillahi minash shaitani rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim ya ayuhan nas antum fuqara'u ila Allah subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salaman ala al-mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala ali sayyidina muhammad wa barik wa sallam the topic that you have chosen for today dilemmas of muslim youth in turbulent times it's a very wide topic it's a very open topic i'm going to take the liberty to present this topic in my own way and i'm going to suggest to you that actually that the times are not really what is turbulent it is the state of our heart that is turbulent and we have been in the state of turbulence for a very long period of time the recent events in your country are just a what we call like a drop in an ocean and it's amazing that how is it that we were able to ignore the ocean and now we're only beginning to feel the drops and that is what i personally feel is the biggest dilemma of contemporary times that we are faced with a dual type of ghaflat that on the one hand we were so heedless and unaware that we allowed ourselves to reach such a low level of iman that we are facing the consequences of that today and second type of ghaflat is now that the consequences are coming upon us we remain ghafil even more ghafil about the weak and fragile state of our iman and instead we are constantly focusing on the konukot halat and you go to anyone and everyone in this country at this moment and everybody is saying that halat bad kharabe or hum bad parishane halat ke bare mein right and what do people do what is their response to this their response is to stare at a screen and watch people do tafsir on the halat for hour after hour then to turn the screen off and turn and look at one another and do tafsir with one another on the tafsir this is what we call tafsir ala tafsir <laughs> you are supposed to become nur ala nur but instead you become tafsir ala tafsir now you want me to come in and do tafsir ala tafsir ala tafsir Well I'm going to do nurun ala nur ala nur nasamin This opening part was for the organizers <laughs> the rest is for the organizers plus the audience right uh it's a big mistake if you think about it just even if you use your aql in the past one month probably 80% of this country at least has been listening radio or watching tv or reading newspapers and discussing with one another for at least 2 to 3 hours a day How many hours would that make? Your country of about 150 million people. If you add that up even in one month we're talking about probably hundreds of thousands or millions of hours that were spent on this tafsira that did not even bring you one inch closer to a solution. Imagine if all these so many people in this country spent those millions of hours on dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on reflecting on the state of their heart, on making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on fixing their own inner sorry state of affairs, your whole country would be set by now. It just would have taken one month. The dilemma of a Muslim young man or woman in this time is that he or she falls prey to ghaflat. So I read an ayah in the Quran al-Karim in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned what a person should not do in these times. Wala tahinu wala tahzanu. 
not become lazy. Do not have apathy. Do not become disinterested. It's the complete opposite of what we do. Don't have huzan. Do not despair. Do not worry. Do not be parishan. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran, not be parishan. La ta'zunu. Wa antum al-a'laun. Because you will triumph in kuntum mu'mineen. If you can make yourselves true believers. One thing is nafsi imam. That's entry level imam. That's like admissions into IBA. And one thing is kamal imam. That is like deans listed graduating with honors in IBA. Nay something. Is it sufficient to just enter this place? <laughs> and to have your name and be assigned a roll number and then not do anything? Do you think if you were to get admission into this place and not do a single thing for four years, you would ever graduate? No way. Even to get a little BBA degree from IBA, Right? You're going to have to do four years of lectures, readings, coursework, exams, quizzes, assignments. Paul, minute. How much effort do you think it's going to take to get imanic kama inside our hearts? It's going to take a lot of effort. Now our real dilemma is why is it that we can't do that effort? What is keeping us from that effort? So I personally view the dilemma of the youth as one of what in English we call an identity crisis. The Muslim youth in contemporary times are undergoing a deep identity crisis. Now I use this word because what is a person's identity? Identity means what is a person's asl. What is a person's hakikat? What is a person's self-understanding of themselves? If I was to ask you the question, who am I? Not about me, I would ask you to ask yourselves this question, who am I? So that's a question, that question is, what would you put in that box? What would you put in this box? So I write on the board, who am I? The question is, who do you think you are? The problem is that you do not have the right answer to this question. If I ask you this question, or if you were to think how I would answer it, you would say, he will say, I'm a professor, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm this, I'm that. We don't even have a core understanding or concept of what our Islamic Quranic identity is. So I want you to look in the Quran Kareem, I'm going to show you two ayat of the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defines human identity. We don't even talk about a mu'min. Forget who is a mu'min and who is a Muslim. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Who is an insult? That is how far astray we are. We don't even have the insani concept that Allah has mentioned in Quran. That was the verse I recited you in the beginning. Allah Subhanahu wa says in Quran, Ya ayyuhan nas, that all, all of humanity, antumul fuqara'u ilallah, that each and every one of you is a faqir. That is your real identity. Faqir means that you are muhtaj, you are dependent, that you need Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're absolutely needy, absolutely dependent on Him. Now how many of you were thinking that when I said, Who am I? How many of you were thinking that, Maita Allah ka faqiru? How many of the women were thinking in their heart, Maita Allah ki faqir niyu? We have lost that need. We are content leading an Allah free life. Our lives are speaking. We say in English, right? Actions speak louder than words. You don't have to say it with your tongue. 
your whole lifestyle is screaming that I don't need Allah. I don't need to remember Allah. I don't need to love Allah. I don't need to follow Rasulullah. I don't need to read Kitabullah. If you don't do anything, what it means I don't need to be Abdullah. I'm not a fakir. I don't need Allah. Why do these mawbis always say that namaz paro, zikr paro? Yeah, about it. I don't need these things. Look like this, act like that, make your heart like this, change your behavior, change your characteristics, change everything, your zahir, your batin. I don't need that. We've lost this core human attribute of need. Have you seen a person who is a fakir, a real fakir? Right? In this world, muhtaj. Unka chalna ka andaz muhtalaf hai. Unka bolna ka andaz muhtalaf hai. Unka chalna aur bolna jo haqiqe fakir hai, wo to trap rahe hai. Unki hajat wo har har nazar se aapko nazar aati We don't even walk like that. We don't act like that. We're self-confident, overconfident, arrogant people. We think we are istighna. And what do we think we are? We're mustaghni on Allah. We don't need Allah SWT. So you go to sleep at night. 80% of students won't even bother to set the alarm for Fajr. What does that mean? We're saying, Allah Ta'ala, I don't need this Fajr. I don't even need it. I'm not even going to bother setting the alarm. Because I don't need it. The 20% who try to get up, those days that they miss it, they wake up and they're perfectly fine. If you miss something that you needed, right? let's say you miss your final exam, <laughs> you need that for your degree. You miss that final exam, you oversleep through that final exam, Allahu Akbar. You will never be able to do this in front of your professor, that you will never be able to For missing fajr. So why do you say that you will never Not for missing fajr. I don't need it. It's fine. What so what if I missed it? I can break us up. I didn't need that. I didn't really need to pray on time. Tell me to achha nek tha mein alarm set kiya tha wo miss ho gaya koi baat nahi bhi pad leta. Wo to kaun si zaroori cheez thi? Kya nuksan hoga mujhe? Kada par That's the best of us. <laughs> That's a few. Even this is a very small number now who set the alarm and if they miss it actually pray. Many of us if we miss it we won't even bother to pray. We'll make it up some other day or just add it to the <laughs> add it to the shrine. Add it to my card as we say. Put it on my tab, right? So many overdue namazes that we already have. We don't need, we don't feel that need. Now who is this need? Allah Ta'ala is saying is humanity, right? They say in the West that know thyself. The deen of Islam says know Allah. When you know Allah, you will know yourself. The state and definition and understanding of human being is relative to Allah. You are a fakir of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are needy. You need and you're absolutely dependent on Allah. You're faqir Allah. That is your real asl, your real haqiqah. That has to be your self-conceptualization. You must act like that, think like that, walk like that, live like that. Then you'll be a human. It's insania, humanity. We've lost them. Second attribute, Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran just for insan. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ What does it mean? Your second identity. Who am I? I'm an abd. That's what I am. That's my real reality. Identity means that self-conception that overrules every other aspect of your personality. It means I, what you put in that box is I am first and foremost a fakir, first and foremost an abd. What is Abd? Not servant. Even slave can't capture this. The absolute slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what I am. 
I'm sold. That's what Allah says in Quran that I've purchased the believers. Inna Allah ishtara al-mu'mineen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has purchased the believers, they're sold. We should be a sultan, sold property. What do you mean you want me to go with you to that place? I'm sold. What do you mean you want me to look at that? I'm sold. I've sold myself. Who would not love to be bought by Allah? We are slaves. We have to view ourselves, we have to have the slave mentality. It's not some type of brutal and oppressive slavery. Do not think American slave trade, transatlantic slave trade. This is the most noble thing in the world. This is the greatest maqam that any makhluk can have is to become an abd of Allah subhanahu wa This verse that Allah subhanahu wa says, I did not create humanity and jinn except for my ubudiyat, not for ibadat. The verse does not mean that Allah Ta'ala created us just for ibadat. You cannot do worship 24 hours. The verse means that Allah Ta'ala created us for ubudiyat, for us to embrace voluntarily this identity and role as the servant, the abd of the rabb, to form this abd-rabb relationship, to have the faqir-allah relationship. This is who we are. The most asal thing about us is the abd-rabb relationship. And that is our greatest dilemma and our greatest delusion, our greatest deception. That we have forgotten these two relationships. We have forgotten our core human attributes. We don't view ourselves as faqir and as abd. Manon Rum Ramtan is Mathnavi. Mentions the story of the servant of the king, his name was Ayaz. So Ayaz shows up at the palace to become the Khadim Da'ab, which is the Ghulam of the king. So the king asks him, that, What is your name? Ayaz says that I will be whatever you call me. That's my name. Okay. Whatever you call me, that is my name. He says, What do you do? Whatever you tell me to do, that is what I do. What will you wear? Whatever you give me, whatever dress you give me, that's what I will wear. What you eat, whatever you put in front of me, that's what I will eat. That's the purpose. Malana Rum uses poetry to explain people the Quran. Uses poetry to make the message hit their heart. That the purpose of that hikayah or that parable was to teach us that you have to be as perfect a servant and slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Ayaz was. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an uses the example of the horses. The horses who ride under the mujahideen. The horse knows in front of him there's whole arrows coming. It doesn't matter, he knows that he's the abd. He knows that he has a master, his rider. His rider just had to give him a kick and the horse will go inside. The sword will start hitting the horse, he doesn't stop. Maybe the horse steps on something. The horse cannot say, oh, can we stop here? I've got to fix my hoof. No, no, no. Complete servitude. Allah Ta'ala has designed the whole world to be completely subservient to humanity. So we can learn what subservience is. We are less loyal to Allah than a horse and a dog is loyal to their master. This is your bullisha. <laughs> I won't even try to do that in Janata. Right? But in Punjabi, you're sorry, you poetry. Explaining what a dog, his loyalty to his master. That the dog doesn't get anything. The master forgets about the dog. Doesn't give him food and drink. The dog slinks towards the Dashtar Khan. The master throws a shoe at it. The master beats it. The dog still comes back. Allah. Nobody gives a bed to the dog. 
A dog sleeps anywhere, anyhow, anytime. But never gives up the loyalty to his master. Subhanallah, bihamdi subhanallah, nazi. Hum to kutti se ge guzre. Gorat baat sandal janbare. We've forgotten our ubudiyat. We've forgotten our core identity as the slave and servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is who we are. Why do we think that I'm an MBA, I'm going to go into the corporate world, this is my asal. This is your worldly little incidental duty. You know what earning the world should be like for you? Earning the world is the same as relieving yourself. It's the unpleasant part of life, I have to go through it. That's it. I have to relieve myself and I have to earn money. These are things I have to do. It's not my asal. Would you like that if somebody told you, yeah, that's your asal, <laughs> right? Just like that is not your asal, relieving yourself, this is not your asal earning money. This is your asal. You're a fakir, you're an ab, you should be thinking how to progress in that. How to become a better fakir or a better ab. You should be planning your ubudiyat. That when I start IBA and end IBA, I should have four years of progress in ubudiyat. I should be a four years better slave than I was when I came in. I should be a four year better fakir than when I came in. We don't think like that. The only time we think of progress is when it comes to the dunya. I've got to progress through this, I've got to graduate. Then I'll become assistant accountant, then I'll do, what is it you guys do? CFA part one. And then I'm going to move to whatever, junior financial officer. Then I'll do CFA part two. Then I'll be senior financial officer. Then CFA part three, and then I'll be chief financial officer, vice president finance. I'll set up my own finance shop. I say, okay, what if I was to tell you that no, none of that's going to happen. When you graduate, you're going to be a junior finance officer. You're going to stay like that for 10 years. You'll fail every CFA attempt that you ever take. You look at me like I'm crazy. You say, there's no way. How can we not progress? I tell the same student, you know, when you graduate, after four years, you still only know the same amount of Quran. You came in knowing the meaning of one surah. You will leave knowing the meaning of only one surah. You came in only knowing ten names of Allah. You will leave. You will still only know the meanings of ten names of Allah. You say, no problem. That doesn't bother us. It doesn't bother us if we don't develop these attributes or we don't increase in these attributes. We're so caught up in the dunya. There are two things that are keeping you from this. You have two enemies that are keeping you from becoming a fakir and an up. One is called secularism and the other is called dunya. Secularism is that philosophy that teaches you that you don't need Allah. Lead a godless life. Leave religion out of everything. Don't wear religion on your sleeve. Don't put religion in the state. Don't put religion in society. All that matters is that you're a good person. Secular humanism. Basirf acha insan banna. Lucky banna. Acha se apne Allah taala ko kaise nikal diya? How can you take Allah taala out of the equation? How can you be good when you're bad to Allah? How can you be good when you're disloyal to Allah? How can you be good when you fail to obey Allah? How can you be good when you disobey Allah? It's not possible. That's not our understanding of good. Yes, you have to be good, a good member of society, a good citizen, a good professor, a good student. You do have to do all that. But you also have to be a good abd. You have to be a good fakir. That's part of being a good insan. That's what Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran. 
This is about nas, this is about insan, human, good human beings. Not even saying good mu'mineen. Good human beings are the ones who are faqirullah, who are amd of the rub. That is a good human being. Secularism is trying to take you away from that, it's trying to cut you off from Allah. And dunya is doing the opposite, it's trying to engage you in ghairullah. It's trying to attract you to other things. Somebody is attracted to jamal, beauty. Somebody is attracted to mal, money, status, wealth, prestige, career, promotion. So there's too many forces out there. That's the turbulent times that you live in. You live in an age of secularism. This is a book written by Professor Columbia, Charles Taylor, The Age of Secularism. The liberals are triumphant. They know, they know that their age has come. They write books, 600 pages. Published by Columbia University, The Age of Secularism. Another fellow there, Francis Fukuyama, writes a book, The End of History. They also say it. For them, the end of history is the ultimate accomplishment for them, which is your politics is democracy, your economy is capitalism, and your society is secularism. And we've reached it, and we've reached the end, the ultimate level of humanity. They don't realize it's the complete opposite. Islamic reading is this is Nuzul, this is Fitna, that you are on the greatest spiritual decline in the history of humanity. And where is that decline to be found? Not outside, within this Ummah. Where is that decline to be found? Not in others, in our own hearts. We don't even have these attributes inside of us. Now you have even more of an identity. It's amazing. Why is it that we've forgotten Allah? That's why Allah Ta'ala also addressing humanity at the same Qur'an. Ya ayuhal insan, ma ghallaka bi rabbikal kareem. That, oh humanity, what is it that has deluded you, distracted you, closed your eyes, that you need Allah? And look at the beautiful way Allah subhanahu wa says this. You don't know the Arabic, you can't feel this. You need to feel the Arabic of the Quran. Bi rabbika. Rabbika, your rabb. Allah is saying, I'm still yours. Allah is addressing those human beings who have totally forgotten Him. And He's so merciful, He still says, Rabbika, abhi I'm still yours. Why have you left me? I haven't left you. You may have been unloyal to me, but I'm still loyal to you. You may have betrayed me, but I'm still sending my risk upon you. Subhanallah wa bihamni, subhanallah al What an azim and kareem and rahim Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. That's a wonderful Allah. You don't know Allah. Allah Allah. And a beautiful day, Sayyidina Rasulullah sum this up. Man kana lillahi kana lahu lahu. That that person who gives themselves up to Allah, Kanallahu Allah gives himself to them. This is the sada. Subhanallah, ya Allah. It's not kanal jannatullahu, kanallahu lahu. Jo apne aap ko Allah ko hawala karta hai, Allah taala az khud usko hawala ho jata hai. Subhanallah. Kitne kareem par bhidegar, but we don't do it. We don't become lilla. We don't have what you call in the order you take this. We don't have lilla yet. Therefore, Allah doesn't become yours. 
That simple. Every single second, listen to this, every single second of every single day and night of your life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah, His mercy, His fuzzal is coming on your heart. He's waiting for you just to say labbaik. Every second. That is our theology, our aqeedah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes and His sifat, the daim, they're perpetual. It's not that Allah has moments of hidayah. He's always sending hidayah, He's always al-hadi. Not that He has moments of rahmah, He's always al-rahim. His mercy and hidayah is coming on our heart every single second. When you're sinning, He's still with you. When you sin against His command, no matter how lewd and crude a sin that you commit, He comes to you as At-Tawab. He makes His sifat of At-Tawab mutawajjah towards you. He's waiting that maybe my believing man and woman will feel some nadma, some nadamat, some remorse and regret. Maybe she will repent to me, he will feel sad and cry at his state, even in his heart. I'm ever present, ever near, just waiting for them to respond. Waiting for them to cry out to me. Kitne kareem parvardhika. Aise Allah par to hum kurban ho jaye. Aise Allah par to hum aashik ho jaye. Aise Rabbi kareem ke liye to hum har cheez chhodne ke liye tiyar ho jaye. Or aise Allah ta'ala ke liye hum har cheez karne ke liye tiyar ho jaye. That's Islam. That is Quran. That is used in Arabic youth. It's called shabab. Bot mazboot. The Islamic concept of youth is dynamic, is powerful. Imam al-Shafi was giving fatwa at the age of 18. Your 18-year-old young man can't even keep his dorm room clean. You don't even know what the power of youth is. The Arab poets used to write that if you have not accomplished, and it's a real poem, if you have not accomplished anything significant by the age of 20, you will not accomplish anything at all. This was their concept. Now imagine the power of such people who were raised on such poetry. Imagine the power of the civilization that was raised on this poem. They were amazing people. And we are people of laziness, apathy, sloth, disinterest. Or even worse, we are people of ignorance, jahalat, people of sin, masiyat, people who have gone way astray, dalalat. We have to put Allah Ta'ala at the core of everything. We have to bring Allah Ta'ala back into each and every aspect of our life. And we have to submit and embrace this identity. And you have another identity. One is Fakir, one is Abd. That person who does this, what is the name of that insan who accepts themselves as Fakir and as Abd? That person, that is what is called Iman. Means a true insan is a mu'min. When you become a mu'min, then you and me and people like us, we have one other incredible identity. Ummati. That's who you are. Do you ever think like that? Do you ever think that, May ye kaam nahi kar sakti? Then kyun nahi jati mar saath? Me tuk is falan nabi ki ummati hum. Mujhe to sachta nahi ye kaam karna. Me to unki ummat me se hum. Me wo kaisi chiz dekho? Me to unka ummati hum. Do you ever even think like this? How many times a day do you even have this self-conception identity that I am an ummati? I have a Nabi. I'm not an orphan. I'm not a spiritual orphan. I come from a tradition. 
I belong to the tradition of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Who do you think you are? When the Prophet tells that his wives are Ummahatu Mu'mineen, if they're the mothers of the believers, who is your father? Do you view yourself, do the women here view themselves every day that we are Binati Aisha? What makes you think we're going to dress the way fashion society wants us to dress? Don't you know who we are? We don't model ourselves after the Indian actresses and the Western actresses of this world. Do you ever think like that? I'm to Binat Aisha. I'm the daughter of Aisha. I'm the daughter of Khadija. I'm the daughter of Fatima. Do the men think like that? I'm the spiritual son of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm Amma Aisha ke mebeta hoon. Koi beta apne maa ke saamne sharminna nahi hona chata. Qiyamat ke din kya hoga? Kabhi socha hai? Agar aap ki jismani maa aap ke naamay amal dekhe aap tarab jayenge. Us waqt to aap ki rohani maayin bhi maujud hongi. Kabhi socha hai? This is who we are. And this is the greatest thing in the world. This is the greatest identity in the world to be a fakir, to be an ab, to be an ummati of ummati Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam. We should be embracing this. We should be living this. We should be overjoyed at this. But instead we're completely neglectful of this. And just like I told you that we are disloyal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah is loyal to us. As bad as an ummati you and me are, as incredibly amazing and perfect our Nabi was. Kitne kamil Nabi te. Hirano te. Kitne kamil mukammal kareem. Muhabbat karne wale. Shafkat rakne wale Nabi te. Hum kaise ummati ban ke pindre? If somebody has mean parents, you're not surprised if they're a bit of a bad child. If somebody has the most perfect mother in the world, you tell her, what are you doing? Your mom is so great. What are you doing? Your dad is so great. You have the most perfect Nabi. Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. Sayyid al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. Imam al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen. You're of his ummah. That is who you are. Here. It is not just, I'm not just talking about this. That's one small thing that we don't even look like an ummati. We don't act like an ummati. We don't feel like an ummati. And even if you look at Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, his greatest attribute was he was Abd al-Fakir. He used to refer to himself as Al-Abdul Fakir. In your tashahan in Salah, what do you say? Ashadu anna Muhammadan? Abduhu, first and foremost, he was the greatest servant and slave of Allah SWT. That is his asal sunnat. That is his greatest sunnat. Wadasuluhu, and he was Allah Ta'ala's last and final messenger. That is what we're supposed to do. And you know the word ummati is a fascinating word in the Arabic language. Because the word ummati means two things in Arabic. The word ummati means two things in Arabic because this ya that comes at the end in Arabic comes for two things. One is called ya'i nisbat. Ummati means ummat wala. Jesse Lahori means Lahor wala. Or according to your introduction, Amriki means Amrika wala. Ummati means ummat wala. 
There's another way that you can say the same word ummati in Arabic. The ya comes for another thing. That is what we call the possessive ya. My. Like if I say kitabi, it means my book. Beti, my house. Sayyidina Rasulullah used to say this word in dua. Ya Rabbi, ummati, ummati. Oh Allah, my ummat. That's all the dua. There's some duas of it just like this. Ya Rabbi, oh my Rabb, ummati, ummati, my ummah, my ummah. He used to make such du'as for us. He sacrificed, he put his life on the line on Badr and Uhud for us. He used to wake up in Tahajjud and make du'a for us. Wouldn't we want that those du'as would apply to us? You have to live and view yourself as ummati, as ummatwala, to get that bukar and du'a of the Prophet of many ummat. And on the day of judgment, when the bottom calls out again, Ya Ummati, Ummati, Oh my Ummat, come to me, come to me. I will do your shifat, I will intercede for you. I will take you in my jamaat, into Jannat. If you didn't live your life in this world as an Ummati, if you never viewed yourself ever in this world as an Ummati, you will not on that day be able to be viewed as an Ummati. You will not even be recognized by the Prophet on that day. Can you imagine that? That to be there on the Day of Judgment, to hear from everyone that that is the last messenger, to try to show up, and he just looks past you. Then what are you going to do? In what fashion, culture, society, and the world will save you at that moment? What ideology,ism will save you at that moment? What degree, intellectual, brain power will save you at that moment? What fancy English, the career is going to save you at that moment? Nothing. This is all we have. These are the three things we have. That we are fakir, we are amn, and we are ummati. We don't have that, we're nothing. We are nothing. No matter what this world may try to prop us up to be, we are absolutely nothing. And we have given up these things ourselves. Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam, amazing. Amazing how much he cared for his ummat. Can you imagine the state of the Prophet ﷺ? Amazing human being. Just think, in Makkah Mukarramah, Allah Ta'ala bestows this prophethood on him. Tells him that you are the last one also. <laughs> it's another boj. So he starts inviting people. His family rejects him. His tribe, the clan of Quraysh, rejects him. Ahl Makkah reject him. Then they persecute him. They oppress him. So he thinks to himself, what should I do? So he thinks that, Maybe So he goes to Taif, alone, on foot. He decides to walk to Taif. I've driven, I've been in a car from Makkah Mukarramah to Taif, two hour car journey today. Oh, it's mountains, up and down. Cannot even imagine when you go on that, how could the Balsam have done this journey on foot? It would have taken him days to reach Taif. Maybe it took weeks to reach Taif. Could have taken a Khadim. Could have taken Abu Bakr or Ali. No. Went alone, Fakir. I mean, Fakir ban Karjanga. Could have taken a mount, a steed. No. Went walking. The Balsam goes to Taif. What happens in Taif? After that whole long journey, not one person in all of Taif accepts Iman. Allahu Akbar kabira. 
not a single person in that whole city. No man, no woman, no old person, no child. Just imagine what would have happened to the heart of the Prophet And on top of that, the young men of Taif run him out of town. Throw stones at him. Make him bleed. On his way back, now you have to go back and make that whole long journey back. Empty-handed. No sahaba made in Taif. Sayyidina stopped a little bit on the way back. Ottomans had built a masjid there. And he made dua. And he made dua that, Ya Allah, all I want is your rada. I just want to be Abdul Fakir. I just want you to be pleased with me. Ya Allah, if you're pleased with me, then I care not for anything in this world. And Ya Allah, if you are not pleased with me, Allah Akbar. Ya Allah, if you are not pleased with me, then I have nothing. Nothing can help me in this world. That is how the Prophet was Abdul Fakir. Now how is he Nabi? Just like I told you, if you can understand Allah, you will want to be his Fakir, you will want to be his Ab. If you understand how the Prophet was Nabi, you will want to be Ummati. Once Sayyidina Sussam in Makkah Mukarramah, he used to love the Kaaba. This is again the early period. He used to love the Kaaba. But again, the Kuffar used to prevent the Sahaba and the Prophet from worshipping there. So the Prophet used to go there in early hours of the morning and see maybe nobody's around. So he went there when early such morning and nobody was around. He ashik so the Prophet saw that the Kaaba was alone. So he started praying Salah. When he was praying Salah, he went into Sajda. Some of the young Kufar men of Makkah Mukarramah, they saw that the Prophet was there. They got upset. They got upset. So what they did is they took a dead corpse, a carcass of a camel, the dead body, a rotted body of a camel, and they dragged it over the back of the Prophet when he was in Sajda. You couldn't get up. Just imagine such an incredible weight on you in your sajda. Here, some sahaba ikram also used to sometimes go and see if the Kaaba was available. So they also some came and they saw the Prophet like this. So they took the carcass of that camel off the Prophet. Then the Prophet completed his prayer. The sahaba left. The Prophet started walking away. Then those young men from Makkah saw the Prophet again and they ran him out. This is that incident when they threw rocks in the Prophet so much that it comes in the that blood reached and filled his soles of his shoes. They said, don't you dare ever come and worship here again. So the Prophet walked away, bleeding. This is what the Prophet was going through. These are the difficulties he faced. So he started walking towards the house of his daughter, Sayyidatana Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha. So one Sahaba saw that and he went ahead and he told her, this is what has happened to the Prophet Why don't you prepare some water for him so that when he comes he can wash his wounds. So she did that. When the Prophet came home, she presented this bowl of water to him. He lifted the bowl of water and he was about to wash himself, clean the blood, wash the blood from the wounds of the Nojavan of his beloved city had inflicted on him. And in the reflection of the water, he saw his, the face of his daughter and Ambibi Zainabrida was crying. He saw that she was crying, he put the water down. He didn't attend to his wounds. He looked up at her and because she was crying, he told her, that, Oh Zainab, don't worry. I swear in the name of that being who has sent me to this earth. I swear in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
that know that this message that Allah subhanahu has charged me with delivering will one day reach the four corners of the world. Nay something. Yani Sayyidina Rasulullah Sam ko apni ummat ke baare mein ummeed the ke agar ye itna bada gham mujhe pahuncha raha hai ke mere apne shehar ke naujawan mujhe nahi maan rahe lekin door daraz aainda zamana mein log mujhe manne wale honge kitna husne zanta rasoon ke hamare baare mein you think if the bossum could see us he would have had that ummeed you think if he saw the way we live our lives that would have given him tasalli and said, look, ye nahi maan rahe, wo to maanenge. We are not even living up to the umid of the Prophet ﷺ. He had such a husnizan about his ummah that he took solace and comfort at that moment of complete dismay with his own daughter. No father can bear to see their daughter crying over them. Ye aap nahi samat sakte because you're too young for that. Or no nabi can take that the people he's been sent with da'wat is refusing him. But the Prophet took all of that sadma on what? On umid that baab mein kuch aane wale honge. Wo meri ummat mein se honge. Kya hum aise beti bane? Aap aise beti bane? Sochna padta hai. Sochna chahiye. We have to make ourselves ummati. We have to embrace this identity of being the servant and the follower of the Prophet sallallahu the lover of the Prophet And your last identity, Fakir, Abd, Ummati, and Murad. You don't know who you are. You are the Murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are the desired object of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what Allah Subhanahu says in Quran, Allahu waliyun ladheena amanu. Allah Subhanahu is the wali of those who believe. Sheikh Bayezid Bustamiyan Amtai, very famous Sheikh in the early Muslim period, was once telling his students that Allah loves the believers. So students asked him that, Sheikh, why do you say that Allah loves the believers? We have to love Allah, what makes you think that Allah loves the believers? So he recited this verse. Allahu waliyun ladheena amanu That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the wali of those who believe. And he said, why? He said, this verse proves that Allah loves us because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should have said that Allah ladheena amanu awliyaullah that those who take iman, they become friends of Allah. But instead Allah ta'ala said that Allah Himself bestows His wilayat, Himself becomes the friend of the people who believe. It means that we are the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wants us. He wants us. Wallahu yadu ila dar salam. Allah subhanahu is inviting us to dar salam. He wants us, He sends wahi to us. He wants us, He sent nabi to us. He wants us, He sends His mercy on us. He wants us, He sends His hidayah on us. And you ever think like that? You ever walk around thinking like that? And to Allah murad. Why do you invite me to that sin? What in the world makes you think I would do that sin? You should put that up in your little computer monitor. You should put it on top of your screen. The men should put it on top of their screen. Fakir, Abd, Ummati, Murad. Keep that in front of you. Act like that. Don't do things that betray that. How can you do such things? You're the Murad of Allah SWT. I'll take Makam in. I'll take Izzat or Sharf on it to you. 
That is who a mu'min is. The easiest way to get this, I will end by telling you the easiest door, the easiest road, <clears throat> the easiest path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is called Tawbah. To make Tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many of us would be able to say that I will enter Jannah through the gates of Taqwa? <laughs> How many of us say I will enter Jannah through the gates of Istiqamat? How many of us will say I'm going to enter Jannah through the gates of Tahajjud? Yes, there is one way that Allah SWT has made for people like you and me, for the sinning members of this Ummah, for the Gunagar members of this Ummah, from the heedless members of this Ummah, from the weak Iman members of this Ummah, Allah SWT made a door for us. He said that we should make Tawbah to Him, make ourselves amongst the Tawabin. And what does Allah SWT say in the Quran about the Tawabin? Because I'm going to show you how you become the murad of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa says in Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِينَ Allahu Akbar Kabira. Allah subhanahu wa you could have said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرَ التَّوَّابِينَ That verily Allah forgives the tawabin. Allah, you could have said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَقْبَلُ التَّوَّابِينَ That Allah, said, Allah, said, Allah, said, Allah accepts the tawbah of the people who repent to it. Allah said, no. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَابِينَ Allah Ta'ala has muhabbat for that sinning Muslim who makes tawbah to him. كِتْنِ كَرِيمْ پَرْوِرْنِگَانِ Allah Ta'ala کہنے قرآن میں کہ میں اپنے گناہگار مسلمان بننے اور بننے پر جب وہ بس میرے طرف لوٹ آئے جائے نا میں اس لوٹنے پر ان پر ٹوٹ پڑتا That's what means you are we are the runaway slaves of Allah. We are runaways. We have left Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind, Allah ta'ala ta'ana nereta. Even if you return to Allah because you were caught with some problem in the world, ab dunya ki dakka doka kha kar bhi wapas lot jayin. Ab har cheez ko chakne, phir akhirit, akhir mein ab iman ko chakne, phir bhi Allah ta'ala khushne. Ta'ana nereta. Ke haan, ab mere paas hain. Aise nahi. Allah Ta'ala kehta hai, Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. Bas aage. Bas. Aja. Aja mere paas. Jho bhi gunah ki hai, wo lekar aay. Meri rahmat unko uđha denge. Bas aapne chalna hai, aapka kaam hai. Aur aapse mohabbat karna, mera kaam hai. That is, Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. It's the easiest thing in the world to do is tawba. And even that we are ghafin of. Me and you can become Mahabubullah, the Murad of Allah, just by making Tawbah, just by pledging to Allah, Ya Allah, I want to leave my sins. I'm sick and tired of leading this hypocritical life. I'm sick and tired of being heedless. Maybe Neki Wali Zindagi Guzarna Chatiya. Maybe Sacha Zindagi Guzarna Chata. Maybe apni nazar dimaag ki hifazat karna chata. I'm sick and tired of the impure thoughts, the impure feelings. I'm just tired of it all. Allah I'm throwing myself at you. I have nothing. I can bring nothing to you. I have no amal to bring to you. I have no ikhlas to bring to you. I have no istiqamah to bring to you. I have nothing. 
that would make me worthy of you. I'm the most absolutely unworthy member of this ummah in the entire history. But Ya Allah, I have only you. I have only one you. Ya Allah, you have had millions of better Muslims than me. You have had millions and millions of better servants than me. You are Rabbi Rasulullah. You are Rabbi Abu Bakr. You are Rabbi Aisha and Khadija. You are Rabbi Bilal. موسیقی مجھے بھی اس قرآنی نبوی زندگی کے مزہ تو چکا لیں ان اللہ یحب التوابین میں اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی give us a tawfiq to become true faqir true ab true ummati may he make us true true deep sincere tawbah from our heart and may he accept us for his love وآخر دعوانا الحمدللہ رب العالمين